There are some things that cannot be explained. Supernatural occurrences, disturbing creatures, or haunted locations. These are found everywhere, even in the South. I'm Will Hopper, and this is Paranormal Alabama. That's right, Paranormal Alabama! It's got such a ring to it, doesn't it? Uh, don't you love the banjo intro music, too? Nice touch, Will. Thank you, Will. Um, <laughs> this is first. Uh, this is the first episode of what I'm calling Paranormal Alabama. This will be an investigational podcast where we look into certain uh, paranormal topics. I think the state of Alabama has just a ton of crazy, unexplained stuff going on. Uh, mostly, we'll focus on like ghost stories or maybe like places that places that are like super haunted or um, you know Bigfoot characters like the Alabama White Thing or just certain unexplained animals. Uh, all within the state of Alabama. That's right. No Georgia monsters. No Mississippi UFOs. Y'all gotta stay out. This is just Alabama's time right now. So in this episode, this pilot episode, I will kind of highlight like what the podcast will be about, and I'll kind of give a little bit of information about myself so you care about who's talking at you for the rest of the podcast. So I'm Will Hopper. Uh, I was born in Nashville, Tennessee in 1998. That would put me at 22 years old if you're keeping track. So my family and I moved to Gunnersville, Alabama, and I was probably like 12 or 13 years old. So I've been in Alabama for quite some time. Um, the better part of my life, probably, you could say. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Alabama has always just had this like, you know, comedic aura around it. I don't know if it's the people or if it's just like the the history or, or what have you, but the connotation of just living in Alabama, but everyone seems to be not taking themselves too seriously, seems to have kind of have fun with most things they do, and I kind of, I love that. I, I think that's kind of translated to me, like, in my personality. I have, like, a really goofy personality, so even if I wanted to make this podcast just scary, like, flat-out scary, it probably wouldn't be. You'd probably be laughing at some point, or, um, or maybe not. Maybe, maybe, I'm, maybe I should do it full, full serious, so it would be funnier. Who knows? Um, but anyway, so that's me basically. I'm, I'm I love comedy. I love making people laugh, and I love uh, really scary paranormal stuff. Um, you could you could trace it all the way back to my favorite movie of all time. I saw it when I was probably in fourth grade. It was Gremlins, uh, the 1984, uh, just kind of a cult classic. Now it's about like Christmas time. This kid gets a a little monster, and then it evolves into a bunch of scary monsters. And for some reason, as a kid, that made me just you know feel alive. I- <laughs> Uh, I sound like a serial killer now. Because Gremlins is a comedy too. Gremlins is very funny. So that's a big part of my personality just from that one movie. So anyway, in a paranormal setting or uh, paranormal investigations, you kind of want to address any biases if you might have them. I, uh, my bias is that I'm actually a hopeful skeptic is probably the most correct way to say it. I know hopeful skeptic seems kind of a, uh, like a fallacy. My skepticism just comes from me being a Christian, being born and raised a Christian. Um, so I'm hoping that a lot of the people that I speak with will also have the same background and they'll be able to kind of put it in the context that I'm, that I'm needing it in, uh, just for my religious beliefs. Um, but I am hopeful. I, you know, I don't believe necessarily that aliens are, are coming down and abducting people, but I think it's a, it's it's not fun to think that they're not possible. I mean, they are possible. Anything's possible, really, especially through Christ. Amen. But I don't know if Christ is out there dropping three-foot green men with flying saucers. That's all I'm saying. So that's my bias, but I do 
I will take everyone I interview seriously. I will understand um, any of their biases as well. It'll just be very interesting for me to try to put my bias aside and kind of understand the story and, and maybe understand the experience as it is and not try to put my own veil over it to try to, discur to discount it. But uh, I am very skeptical and I do have a couple paranormal experiences I'll probably share here in a little bit um, that I just have explanations for. So I don't think that they necessarily constitute as paranormal. Um, but these are, you know, these are some experiences that I can draw from that I can also kind of like practice out my creepy atmosphere on this first pilot episode. Anyway, that's me. That's your host. That's Will Hopper in a nutshell. Okay. Well, so now you know me. So what will I be talking about on this podcast? Well, like I kind of mentioned a million times before, I'm going to have paranormal experts on to talk about paranormal stories or phenomena in the state of Alabama. Um, we're also going to try to get eyewitnesses or just people that have had paranormal experiences. I think that's very important to not discount the people that have actually been through these um, experiences to kind of get their side of it and try to explain or try to see what's going on. Anyway, speaking of, um, I want to give my paranormal experiences just to... I guess inform everyone on like what I've been through and like how I can kind of discount or rationalize what I've seen. Uh, honestly, it's not that crazy of stuff, just to be honest with you, but it's scary stuff. I mean, it's paranormal. It's stuff I can't explain. I guess that's the bottom line there. So um, I really, I, I was thinking about it. I have like three um, experiences, but I kind of only think two of them are actually valid. One of them I can probably explain away pretty much. And then the, the, the last one is, is strictly paranormal. I don't know what it could have been. Um, or it, I can discount it. I can kind of rationalize with something plausible, a plausible explanation, but it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be as easily explained as something as something like one of my other experiences. Anyway, so the, I'll give you two examples of stuff I've seen. The first example is a black eyed child. If you don't know what that is, that's a paranormal phenomenon of, uh, Children with like dark black eyes, they um, have like purely black eyes. They will try to get in your house or your car. They've been reported doing all kinds of stuff just to get inside like where you are with you. And I think it's possession. They try to possess you or take you over or something. But they're just children who have like purely black eyes. They can be any race or anything. I think they're normally pretty pale, but uh, I don't think they have to be. I think there's no there's no rules about that as far as I know. Um, so I used to work at Coles in Florence, Alabama, and um, one day it was in November. It could have been. It, it, it was a busy, busy season. So I got out of work. It was probably like a like a twelve to six shift, or maybe like a one to six, like a not too long shift because Coles didn't have uh, very long shifts comparatively to what I work now. Anyway, um, I was in the parking lot looking uh, on my phone, trying to find healthy recipes. <laughs> Uh, I was trying to find like um, I don't know I didn't want, I was going to shopping right afterwards but I didn't want to go in without a plan you know so I I didn't want <laughs> uh, it's silly to think about just me sitting in my car it was freezing cold by the way and uh, and I look up and I'm and I'm on my phone I have my earphones in listening to music or probably a podcast honestly and uh, I, I see like a teenage girl looks kind of young very skinny very pale uh, she maybe was mixed I think she I think I, I kind of got like a a mixed vibe from her she was very pale she was wearing like nike shorts or like very short shorts um and a hoodie like a pink hoodie and green shorts i remember this very specifically like it was yesterday i was so scared <laughs> will got scared by a child is what you're all thinking uh, i was on my phone i'm thinking that's kind of bizarre she's not wearing much clothes so uh, i look down back down at my phone uh keep scrolling through recipes i'm not really finding anything i like 
Uh, I look back up. She's really close to my car now. She's probably like uh, an aisle or two away, like a like a parking spot aisle or two away. And I'm thinking, okay, well, she's probably just going to her car. I'm guessing she parked over here for some reason. Uh, and then I look back up, and I don't see her. But in the periphery of my eye, I see her at my window. And I froze. I stopped what I was doing. And I just froze. And I look back down at my phone. And I'm not searching recipes anymore. I'm just kind of looking. And my music was kind of loud, so I, I, I didn't hear what she was saying. But I just heard this. I heard her tapping on my window. Freaks me out. Actually freaked me out. So then I'm just paralyzed by fear. And I think, oh, it's really cold. Uh, let's, let's, get, let's get going. I don't want to be here anymore. Now, she didn't say anything. Now, that's what makes me think she's not a black-eyed child. But, I, I, you know, I turn my engine on. I hear it again. Tapping on my window. So then I'm thinking, I got to get out of here. I don't know, you know, even if this is some sort of uh, just human being, I don't want anyone in my space. They're touching my vehicle now. So now I need to get out of here. Um, I, But I'm like paralyzed with fear. I can't move. I, I turn on my truck. That's about all I could do. So I, I eventually I, I gain the courage to look over at the window and the, the young woman has just walked off. Um, I couldn't see her hood was covering her face. So I couldn't see her eyeballs, but she's walking off towards the Home Depot to... <laughs> To terrorize all the people looking for, uh, for home restoration. Anyway, so that's that first story. And like I say, I could probably pretty easily discount that as something uh, rational and normal, like a like a homeless person. She may have been homeless. She may have not even been that young. She may have not been a child. I didn't get a great look at her because I was too afraid to look. Um, or she could have been, you know, like a like a like a prostitute, or she could have been looking for money or something. Regardless of selling her body or not, she may have just been, you know, looking for money, or maybe her car had broken down. But she didn't say anything. She just kind of tapped on my window, and that really sketched me out. It really scared me. So regardless if she was a black-eyed child or not, uh, I persisted, and I went to Walmart, and I probably didn't have a list, and I think I probably bought a bunch of junk food, just to be honest with you. The next story is a year after. So that was November 2018. This story takes place in November 2017. I would have been a sophomore at uh, North Alabama UNA. And I had this dream of having an improv troupe because I guess it's kind of uh, sensational and I really love comedy, like I kind of said earlier. So I, I just wanted this group of people who also felt passionate about comedy and they could maybe perform and I could have something for my resume. I did have something from, I mean, I do have something from my, from my resume, but it didn't last past um, a whole semester. <laughs> so and the people on campus probably knew that we weren't going to last very long anyway. But uh, the biggest like doubter I think if we ever had was the lady who does uh, the event coordination or whatever. I don't remember her name. It may be a different person now. Uh, she just wouldn't let us have the big theater room in the GUC to practice in. Now, I was picking days that like no one had events scheduled, so like the room was open. She literally just didn't want us using the room because we didn't need the space. But you know, eventually we were going to use that room to sell shows or whatever or not even sell shows just have shows in there but she decided to tell us that the uh there is a auditorium in wesleyan hall so wesleyan hall is on the corner of campus it's very old um i think it was a it's a military hospital like an old timey like civil war military hospital and you know if any war in the united states was uh has like divided the country and um caused enough negative energy to like have most of the soldiers probably stick around as ghosts it was the Civil War, okay? Especially in Alabama, like deep south. So um, just the whole campus has, has tons of like Civil War ghost stories and stuff. But uh, the ghost that I saw in the building did not have anything to do with the Civil War as far as I know. Um, 
It could have it could have been a Civil War soldier or something. There's a specific story, but it didn't relate to it. I didn't, there was like uh, wet footprints you're supposed to see or something, but I didn't see any wet footprints. So we were practicing on the second floor of Wesleyan. That's where the auditorium is. This old creaky building. Uh, sometimes it just like like chunks just fall off of it to give you a, a scope of how old it is. We had gotten done practicing. It was later at night. Uh, I worked at the registrar's office at the time, so we had to practice after 4.30. It was normally like 5 or so uh, whenever we practiced, and we would go for an hour, hour and a half. So it would have been 6 to 7 o'clock before we were done. So we were leaving the, the building, Wesleyan Hall, and we went down the stairs uh, because obviously the, <laughs> the elevator is really rickety and old and, and sketchy, so no one really trusts it, and I don't think many people go of it. So we're walking down the stairs, and every light in the building is off. It's it's unusually dark. Like it's always just it's always just like super dark in there. But there is one sort of light. I think it's a hall light that always pretty much stays on in the third floor. Now we didn't go up to the third floor, so I don't. I didn't. You know, I didn't get a feeling about it. I never really had like a bad feeling or an evil feeling or any kind of um, ghostly feeling. I felt cold in there before, but it's an old building, so the the the. <laughs> The ventilation is probably not supreme. Everyone else uh, who was in the group parked on campus because they, um, you know, obviously lived farther away. But in my sophomore year, I had a uh, I had an apartment that was kind of close to campus. It was about ten minutes of a walk, and I would always walk to school. And Friday was no exception. Uh, you know, I I just walked to school. I would go to work, and then I would you know improv practice and I'll go home I was saving money on gas I didn't have to worry about parking tickets and uh, it was also like healthier for me to just walk at least 10 minutes a day so that's what I was doing pretty much all of my sophomore year um, but it was freezing cold out so obviously I had you know jacket and everything I was, was cold uh, but so I see everyone else leaving back to campus and I'm kind of saying bye to everybody and I'm looking at my phone checking the time probably and I look up at the building as I'm walking away and in the third floor in the window backlit by the hall light I see a silhouette of a human being I can't tell you specific features it was just a silhouette it was just a dark figure could have been a shadow for all I know uh, could have been my mind playing tricks on me I don't know what it was I looked down back at my phone in disbelief and I look back up no one's there nothing's there it, it was a two-second glance obviously a human could have ran away um, it may have been a teacher but guys it was Friday night November cold seven o'clock six seven o'clock no one would have been on campus it, it would have all been shut down by them so i don't know what i saw i don't know but it could have been a person like i'm saying like could have been somebody wondering what we were doing they must they, they might have been in the third floor uh could have been a professor i thought all the professor's offices were on the floor below or maybe the first floor but i really don't know about that part i, I could be completely wrong about that but it um it was really cold on the walk home. I'll tell you that. I called my mom pretty much sobbing, just afraid. And she, like I say, she loves that kind of stuff. So she's eating the story up. She loves the paranormal stuff too. Probably where I get it from, to be honest. All right. Well, that's the uh, pilot episode of Paranormal Alabama. If you enjoyed it, I hope you will subscribe and um, check out the next episode when we actually interview somebody. We're going to have on Dalton Jones of Southern Souls Paranormal. Should be a lot of fun. He's like a ghost investigator. Um, a lot of good questions for him. And he says he's got a lot of uh, crazy experiences, so I'm excited to hear about that. Remember to follow us on Twitter at ParanormalAL for fun paranormal stuff and, and good tweets about uh, anything Alabama. 
If you've had a paranormal experience in the state of Alabama, please consider sharing that to the Facebook group Paranormal Alabama. One day it could end up on the show or maybe I could have you on to talk about it. Um, if you really need to get in touch with me, though, you can email me at paranormalalabamapod at gmail.com. I'll check that daily, so that's a pretty good way to get in touch with me. All right, well, I hope you all have a great week. I hope you stay safe, and remember to keep your eyes wide open.